Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. everyone this is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries how is everyone doing today I pray that all is well in your lives that you are walking by faith and not by sight we are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ why because he is coming back for us and I know for a fact he is looking for a bride that is blemish free that is free of sin and without stain or wrinkle. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to talk about some sin. Okay. I want to talk about the fact that in Luke, what is it? Luke uh, 13.3, where Jesus says that I tell you no, but unless you repent, guess what? You too will all perish. So, We don't have time for that. So we need to find out what exactly is repentance and what does it mean to repent? Because you see, many understand the term repentance to mean a turning from sin. Regretting sin and turning from it is related to repentance, but it is not the precise meaning of the word. In the Bible, the word repent means to change one's mind because you see we have to stop think and then turn okay that is what repenting is all about so let me just repeat that repent yes 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 it is a turning from sin but more importantly okay it is to change your mind about that sin okay the bible also tells us that true repentance will result in a change of actions. And we see that in Luke 3, 8 to 14, as well as in the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 19. In summarizing his ministry, okay, Paul declares, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. And we see that in Acts 26, 20, because the full biblical definition of repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. And that is what God is looking for in us. Because you see, my friend, an unrepentant person knows that he or she has sinned and refuses, okay? They refuse to ask God for forgiveness, or even turn away from their sin. The unrepentant shows no remorse for their wrongdoing, okay? And if you thought that was bad, they don't even feel the need to change. 
What you mean you don't need to change? Absolutely. Look, if you're trying to get on to heaven, yes, we need to change. But oh no, not this unrepentant person. He says that, uh, he says, what? I don't feel a need to change. Okay. Now look, unrepentance, okay, unrepentance is the sin okay it's a sin my friends okay whether or not you want to turn from it or not but if you remain in in your willful sin okay unrepentance like i said is the sin of willfully remaining sinful it is a thing this this unrepentance is a sin a sin of what willfully willfully what remaining sinful yes repentance like i said is a change of your mind that results in a change of actions repentance leads to life and we see that in acts 11 18 and and it is a necessary part of salvation because if we look at proverbs 16 verse 6 it says by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Because you see, that's the problem. Right, Holy Spirit? Ain't nobody fearing the Lord. That is why no one is turning from sin. Let me read that again. Proverbs 16, verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged amen and by the fear of the lord men depart from evil now let me just explain what that fear of the lord is because you see when i was sitting up in that fake apostate false church okay that was ran by a mega wolf church leader false fallen from grace leader okay in order to make sure we come week after week so that they can continue indoctrinating us with that false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed, okay? They didn't preach on sin. They definitely didn't do any series or lessons on repentance, right? And they told us the fear of the Lord was to respect him. And that's it. They didn't round it out with a hello. He could send you to hell as well. Yes, we should have a reverence. Absolutely. For God, the father and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But guess what really going to keep us out of hell, folks? It's the fear of him. Jesus says, do not fear man, but fear God. Who can do what? Cast your body and soul in hell if you continue in your unrepentance and not come to his salvation gift through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's why we got to come out from these false churches. So, yeah, they kept they only told us that the fear of the Lord was to reverence him by doing what fake pastor oh, bringing in his tithe bringing in money to sow seeds. Why? Because they're good ground, okay? It's good ground to sow into this ministry. And when you do that, God's going to bless you. So out of respect for the Lord, yes, we will bring him the money. You got to be kidding me. Absolutely not. So no, the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. And why is that? Think about that because it stands to reason, right? That 
if we get the real teaching, thank you, Holy Spirit, that the Lord Jesus Christ is sending out his born again, true messengers and followers to let the body of Christ know that if you do not fear the Lord, if you don't feel fear, hell, fire, and you stay in your, your unrepentance, uh, willfully sinning state, you will go to hell. And so because of these fake pastors and preachers and apostles and prophetess and master prophet, minor prophet, and all those other vain glory titles they love to heap upon themselves, they ain't telling you this. So he's sending people like me and countless others to tell his church what the real deal is. Why? Because the fake pastor, he ain't doing his job. Amen. So now look, okay. Unrepentance is therefore a serious sin with dire consequences. Oh yes, it is because when when we don't repent of our sins, when we don't forsake it and lay it down and accept what Christ has done for us on the cross, then we will lift up our eyes in hell, just like the just like the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Okay. He was living this wonderful life. He was living his best life as a as a rich official, okay, back then. And what happened? He died. The Bible said he died, and then he lifted his eyes in hell. He was probably looking around in amazement, like, how did I end up here? I thought I had it good. And this is what's going to happen to the person who do not repent of their sins. Because like I said, um, repentance is therefore a serious sin with dire consequences. The unrepentant live in a state of disobedience to God, unheeding of his gracious call. The unrepentant remain unsaved until they turn. They got to turn from their sin and embrace Christ's sacrifice on the cross. That's right. Amen. Amen. King Solomon, okay, the wisest man who ever lived, he wrote, whoever remains stiff-necked and after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. And we see that in Proverbs 29.1, okay, to be stiff-necked is to have a stubborn, okay, obstinate spirit that makes one unresponsive to God's guidance or correction. The stiff neck are by definition unrepentant, okay? The apostle Paul warned of the consequences of unrepentance. Because of your stubbornness, he says, and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. It will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done to those who by persistence, hallelujah, and doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality he will give eternal life. Amen. Because you see, the reason why 
we want to stay in repentance. The reason why we want to live a life of holiness and righteousness, there's something that's set before us and it is called eternal life with God the Father in his kingdom, okay? This is why we come on social media. That's why we do podcasts to to warn the masses because look, after we have taken that plank out of our own eyes and we lay down our sin and we had sat at the feet of Jesus, learning from him, gleaning from the Holy Spirit, you know, and practicing a lifestyle of repentance. You know what I mean? Because there's something far greater in our scope and that is eternal life. And I'm telling y'all, Ain't nobody got time for that lake of fire. This ain't a game, okay? I had to wake up. I had to wake up real quick because guess what? I was one of those Christians who thought I was on my way to heaven, okay? And the Holy Spirit says, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't ready. Cynthia, you ain't ready. And so, and so what happened? He, he put ministries, you know, that was truly sent by Jesus to uh, teach me and others about what true repentance was and to, and to take inventory, hallelujah, thank you, Holy Spirit, to take inventory of our lives to see exactly where we are, where's the sin, how to identify it, and then get rid of it, confess it, say, Lord, you know what? I've been doing this all wrong. You're right. I have been living in sin, okay? And make no justification for that sin. Just go on and be humble, lay it down, and move forward in Christ in full obedience because it is a sin. It is a sin to remain willfully sinful and people think that they can just come and go and do what they want why because that false fake pastor told them as long as you believe in Jesus and you have eternal security okay but then guess what I thought I had eternal security I thought that as long as I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that he is the son of the living God I'm good. But guess what? They they didn't tell us about how how he told a woman who was caught in adultery to go and sin no more. They didn't tell us about the man who was lame in his feet. And when Jesus healed him, told him to go and sin no more. Okay? They They did us such a great disservice by not preaching on hell. Okay? Because... Trust me, okay, if you if you teach about hell, if you breathe fire, fire and brimstone messages, oh, that got my attention, just like it got my attention now. That is why I'm on this quest of not going to hell and to save as many sticks from the fire as possible. As the Lord Jesus Christ gave me breath to breathe every single morning, this is my mission, whether I'm, I'm on this podcast or whether I'm, I'm on a social media breathing this and soon I'm going to be hitting them streets, hitting the concrete pavements of my town and screaming aloud. We have to stop sinning, repent. 
And I know they're probably going to think, oh, well, she's just another cuckoo brain out there screaming, repent, repent. But it's a reason. It's a reason why God sends his messengers out there to scream, repent, because Jesus just told us in Luke 13, 3, right, that we need to repent or you too shall likewise perish. And that is why we scream to the rooftops because we see in the book of Revelation where it shows how how accustomed to sin, how how hardened they were to sin, that the sinner can be, that even during the tribulation, after three different judgments of God, when his wrath was poured out on the earth, the wicked remained unrepentant despite their great suffering now look that gotta take a level of hardness that when you know all of these judgment judgments are coming down from heaven and you still going to be like uh-uh no i'm still going to fornicate i'm still going to sin i'm still going to worship the antichrist as a matter of fact as an ultimate sign of defiance i'm going to take the mark Lord, help us today. We see in Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 to 21, we see in Revelation 16, 8 through 11, that this is what they do. Despite their great suffering, they will remain unrepentant. Now, the, trage- the tragedy is that even as some people are experiencing the horrendous consequences of their sin, they will continue in their state of unrepentance. You've got to be kidding me. Okay. Okay. It's not going to, thank you, Holy Spirit. It is not going to take all of that to get me to finally realize I need to stop sinning. Okay. Okay. Is there such a thing as an unrepentant Christian? Okay. Because that's the question I'm putting on the floor. Is there such a thing? as an unrepentant Christian, okay? Because we see biblically, okay, biblically to become a Christian, one must repent and believe. A believer in Christ is one who has repented of sin. What then of professed believers who live in unrepentant sin, okay? I'm raising my hands, folks. I'm raising my hand, okay? What then are professed believers who live in unrepentant sin? Most likely they are not saved. Apparently I was not saved. Uh, uh, It's apparent, okay? Because not only was I continuing in some sins, right? And the way how I justified it was that, well, I'm not doing the most like I used to do, okay? I'm reading the Bible, I'm going to church, you know, I'm paying my tithes and everything. And so, okay, I know I'm missing it here and there, but I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes because they told me that I can ask God for forgiveness because of 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, that he is, he is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so in my mind, 
right, Holy Spirit, in my mind, just like it's in the mind of every quote-unquote a Christian, we think, well, as long as we got that promise of God, we can tuck that scripture in our back pockets and go on sinning. And the Holy Spirit told me recently, uh-uh, that's a license to sin. Because if we using that scripture as a, as a tuck away, that when we sin, God got to keep his word. God got to keep his word. And that comes off the heels of them here they go shoveling these scriptures down our throats talking about that we that we need to stand on those scriptures, right? And pump our fists in the air to God and make him do what he said he's going to do. And now I did a podcast about that, that false doctrine, that, that damnable doctrine of I decree, I declare. How prideful and boastful it is for us to keep on sinning, but yet want to hold God's feet to the fire about what he said in his word. Heaven forbid, Lord, have mercy on us. So now look, like I said, okay, apparently they are not saved. They are mere professors, okay, with no work of the Holy Spirit in their hearts because the question was is there such a thing okay now maybe this is going to help someone out there today is there such a thing as an unrepentant christian because like i said and or now according to the bible okay not according to what that fake phony pastor okay whose sole mission is to depart you from your money okay not what he say a christian is but what the bible say a christian is okay because according to the bible fake pastor wolf okay to become a christian one must repent and believe a believer in Christ is one. Okay. Now this is a believer. Okay. 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 A believer in Christ is one who has repented of sin. That means to what? Stop, think, and turn, right? Because at the top of the podcast, we learned that to repent means to change one mind and then act differently to change our actions from what from being a sinner to being a saint from what um from sinning every day to not sinning anymore why because we got the fear of the lord proverbs 16 6 okay it says that the fear of the lord oh that's one that's what's going to stop men from sinning right because we ain't trying to go to hell so we see that the apostle, the apostle John states it bluntly. If we claim, okay, hallelujah, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet, okay, I tell you, it's something when the Bible says and yet, because what usually follows is something hypocritical that you say you was doing before the words and yet until after the words and yet because it's he says look and he says this bluntly okay he ain't pulling no punches okay at first john 1 6 the apostle john the beloved of christ who leaned back on him at the last supper that john he says if we claim 
to have fellowship with him and yet, and yet walk in the darkness, guess what? We lie and we do not live out the truth, okay? Now, how bluntly can that be? He's telling you in your face. He says that if you claim to have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ and yet you walk in darkness, guess what? You lying to yourself. You are deceived, my friend, because, and guess what? You ain't living out the truth, right? The other possibility is that people claiming to be saved yet living in unrepentant sin are saved by acting in disobedience, in which case their unrepentance is a temporary hardness of heart and God's disciple will eventually restore, I'm sorry, and God's discipline will eventually restore them to fellowship. So let me read that again, okay? Okay, because the question on the floor was, right, let, let's go back up here, was, is there such a thing as an unrepentant Christian? Now, we saw what John had to say, right? Okay, so now the other possibility, right, is that people who are claiming to be saved, right, but yet they are living in unrepentant sin are saved. But guess what they doing? Okay, guess what they doing? But are acting in disobedience. Okay, because see, it's one thing to think that that you are, you know, saved, but you you just willfully, I mean, you just full, I mean, you might as well just start from scratch, okay? But this person, now I believe that this other possibility could have been my situation because I was asking the Lord about this, that once I sincerely, like really, like let's pull this together, Cynthia, and repented and laid down the sin, I was asking the Lord, I said, but Lord, okay, because I thought that I was just a false convert, right? And I mean, and that tore me up because number one, I thought I was saved on my way to see Jesus, right? But then um, I also had a love for the scriptures. I was in the word, I was reading. I mean, I was into the, I mean, like heavy into the scriptures, but see, but you see, I was a hearer. I was a hearer only and not a doer. And the Lord said to me, and this is how loving, Glory be to God and how compassionate he is that when you sincerely seeking out answers about your life in terms of what's going on with me, um, what happened? I thought I was saved, Lord. You know what he said to me? He said that what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, was that I never laid down the old man, okay? I never laid that old man down. So even though I had a love for the scriptures, and yes, my my mindset was on Christ, but because I was in disobedience. Okay, okay, okay. You see, I was I was in disobedience, right? Because I knew what I was doing wasn't right, but I will always go back to the word and then I will commune with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and he's giving me um, revelations, you know, revelations on, on a lot of things, right? But I was in disobedience. So we see here that there's an, another possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and 
and that other the other possibility is that you know the saved person i mean the that even though even though they live it in unrepentant sin okay yes they they save but they in disobedience in which case hallelujah okay that their unrepentance is a temporary hardness of the heart and that my friend what was happening to me and it's probably happened to a lot of y'all too okay right that we are saved but we still we hadn't laid down that old man we hadn't fully fully turned our lives over to god in full obedience and so when that happens it's a temporary hardening of the heart right and god's discipline will eventually restore them to fellowship i'm a witness glory be to god i am a witness to this and we see that in first corinthians 5 verses 1 through 5 amen but now look getting back to the unrepentant sinner okay that person needs to hear the good news of god's salvation they need to have the gospel preached to them because God's goodness leads people to repentance. And we see that in Romans 2, 4. And he is a God of forbearance and long-suffering. Thank you, Father God, for having forbearance and long-suffering with me. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, since 2002, when I became a born-again Christian, yeah, I was in disobedience, but I did love Jesus, though, okay? Okay, I can say that to my little bitty, itty-bitty credit, okay? Because I deserve no credit whatsoever, but just that little bit smidgen that God had patience with, thank you, Holy Spirit, that that he had patience with, yes. And so, what was I saying? You see, I tell you, if I'm not directly looking at my nose, I could be all over the place. But but anyway, I was saying that thank you, Lord God, for your for your long suffering, right? Christians should confess their own sins, pray for the unrepentant, and and evangelize the unsaved. Now we see in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 to 26, that says, opponents of the truth must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, hallelujah, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Glory be to God, hallelujah. So my friends, I'm going to keep this real short today and that we must repent and turn back to God. We need to go out there and evangelize whatever God put on your heart because everyone has some kind of ministry. Yes, some are called to be behind the pulpit. Some are called just to talk among your family, your friends, your co-workers, strangers you meet at the store, people you meet in a parking lot, at the Walmart, wherever, wherever we can get an opportunity to let someone know who is stuck in their sins, there's a way out for them. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to preach them the gospel that what? That he died 
he was buried and after three days he rose again he is now alive he is alive 2,000 plus years later. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is very much alive. He is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, making intercessions for us. And from there, from that position, he is, he is awaiting to make his enemies his footstool. Amen. Amen. And with that, my friends, be well. Stop sinning. Let us all lay it down. Let us all come to our senses and stop sinning and return back to God. I love you all. Be well, Lord willing. Until next time, I'll talk to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.